Hello and welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap. Not, I'm not damn. Not, not damn. Not Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. The show where... Ah, oh, fuck, I already forgot the intro. Um, a Fez gets a song stuck in our heads. I lost it. Um, Doctor Who. Yay. Yay. Um, actually, on a Doctor Who note, I'm extremely excited that it is now coming into autumn and getting a little bit colder. I can finally wear my Tom Baker scarf. Yes, yeah, it came in. Yet to actually wear it functionally because it has been so warm. There's no point in wearing a freaking scarf. But like I said, now, and especially since the new season of Who started airing, I can actually wear my scarf out in the cold and it's going to be full of wind. You know, when I bought you that scarf, it was a different doctor. (laughs) When you bought me that scarf, it was a different year. And a different doctor. Because uh, if I got it for you for Christmas, it we... Was, it was Smith. Yeah, Name of the Doctor hadn't... Well, may or may not have premiered quite yet, and... I don't think... It, no, I don't think Name of the Doctor premiered yet. No? See so, yeah. I ordered it... Uh, I ordered the fourth Doctor's scarf when it was still the 11th Doctor, and now it's the it was, 12th like Doctor. Like I said, it was on back order for, what, like four months? But, yeah, about three, three and a half months. And, God, I like, gave you the most girlish squeal when I actually got it. Oh man, the minute I saw that package on on my door when uh, on the table when I got home and was like, cool. Like I said, the most girlish fucking squeal. Um, do you want to talk about who and what's going on? We'll just jump right into who. Um, once again, I, you've been kind of on the fence about Capaldi. Um, I am, but I'm also you know I'm a binger, so it's like I've watched bits and pieces, but I'm kind of waiting till I have a solid five before I really jump in. You'll like this one. Well, I saw... A robot in Sherwood Forest. Like I said, I saw a few clips of Doctor Who Robin Hood, so to speak. It's just the fact that you have, like, kind of the, like, laughs in the face of death, merriment, like, ha-ha, bravado of um, Robin Hood playing off of kind of the cranky old man doctor who doesn't believe he exists for about two-thirds of the episode. (laughs) And every time it's just like he's like, I'm Robin Hood and he's like, Nope and he starts like sonic screwdrivering um like the arrow and hair samples from um <laughs> Will Scarlet and the apple he takes a bite of and it's like, uh, it's no, like it's this not can't Will be Scarlet, real. It's Christian Slater. No, it's that guy who didn't go anywhere from Men in Tights. Tight tights. Tights. We're running around. The yeah. woods looking for fights? Fights. Sorry, sorry. Get your pantyhose. I still the giant legs. One of the yeah. one of the one of the best jokes in that movie. I want to jump to this real quick. Was still when they're about to hang uh, Carrie Elwes, a uh, uh, Robin of Loxley, and <laughs> the two jokes the executioner has about. Well, no noose is good noose, and when he goes, he's wearing the eye patch, and he goes, "Would you like a blindfold? No. How about half a one?" I'm laughing right now. Okay, no, there is one joke in that movie that everybody laughs at every time. Hey, Blinken. Abe Blinken? Did you just say Abe Lincoln? No, I said, hey, Blinken. I like, no, the the playboy for the blind when he's cupping the boobs. And he's like, I'll be right out, and the castle's gone. Well, yeah, because the castle got repoed. (laughs) And it gets, like, carted away by, like, Uith Hall or something. Or like Thou Hall, whatever it was. Uh, I need to rewatch that movie. I'll, I'll I'll bet you I'll bet you money it holds up. It actually does. I'm on the west bank. I'm on the east bank. 
Hold on, honkies. I have to pump up. That and when he's wearing the the tri-cornered hat backwards. Where it's, and it's got the uh, the, the plastic like the, egg things. Yeah, I was going to say the, the starter cap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hold on, honkies. I gotta, I gotta bump, bump up. up. It's not that critical. That's Dave Chappelle. That is Dave Chappelle playing Achu, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Okay. He was uh, uh uh what's his name um Isaac um. Achu. Well, his dad is a sneeze. Yeah, he's Achu. Uh, which is uh, what's his name from South Park? Um, Chef. oh Isaac Hayes. Isaac Hayes, thank you. So, uh, we've talked about trivia a little bit. On Hold this. on, so I, w- I want to get to this, because um, there are robots in Sherwood Forest, and it's a great episode. I thought there was going to be a payoff. There wasn't. That, Do you think they're building? Mm, not with what I'm talking about. They're building, okay. a, I mean, you know, Moffat sets up kind of his bad guys kind of early, and then kind of lets that play out. Um, and you have that with Heaven, mm-hmm. or the Promised Land is kind of the bad wolf of this season. Um, the person that runs it makes skipping seem nefarious and sinister. If you can make frolicking, like, yeah, evil, this woman pulls it off. It's amazing. Yeah. And she keeps referring to the doctor as her boyfriend. It's very odd. It's my boyfriend. My boyfriend's back and gonna go to promised land. Um... Oh, that sounds like you're going to kill him. Don't, don't, don't do that. But, uh, no, so I was actually, spoiler alert, uh, surprised that Robin Hood is not a robot. There was a scene where he gets cut on his arm, and I, he kept holding his arm, and I thought, oh, he's going to pull back, and you're going to have that reveal of that, like, instead of blood, it's oil. I actually refer to that as the Samurai Jack moment, because the only reason they got away with all the violence in Samurai Jack is because everything robots. was robots. Yeah. Um, like I said, I refer to that as either A, the Samurai Jack moment, or the short circuit moment. You're bleeding! The robot? Yeah, you don't remember that? Oh, th- well that was the second one. Yeah. Where he had the, the uh, he was all, I wouldn't say battery breach, but it, the, like he was said, leaking he was, battery fluid. He was super injured, and he tries to like basically tourniquet it, and then he was fighting with the chalk, but he's dying. Yeah, and yeah. he gets all screwed up, and he keeps calling Fred Durf. Yeah. That was uh, Michael McKean, wasn't it? I believe it was. It's been a really long time, but those were like... And then he adds like the punk rock mohawk, like made out of like copper wire, and you're like, well, this just went downhill really quick. I'm sorry, those were totally the Sunday afternoon matinees for me as a kid, so Short Circuit is going to be burned in my brain for eternity. Input. Number five alive. I really... Johnny Five alive. No, you got Johnny Five and the second one. It was number five for the first one. I really wish people could have seen the hand gesture you were making. I was doing Awkward input. Robot again. Awkward we're bringing robot back Awkward again. Robot. It's like the most ineffectual like karate chops you've ever seen is what's happening. Where it's like, sweep the wet piece of bread, Johnny. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm trying not... Anyways, so we've talked about us playing trivia a few times. Yeah. Uh, this week at trivia, before Doug showed up, I immediately called him laughing hysterically, screaming about red cowboy boots and pulling it off. Pulling it and off. Pulling it off. 
I forget to look up what the the Wajakoks or whatever they're called. The acronym. The, the yeah, guys. the acronym for the Upper West Side uh, yeah, gays, professional gays, gay couples without two kids. Incomes, yeah, no, no kids, two incomes. Yeah. And they end up buying all of Lily's paintings no, for no. the frames. No, they buy one of her paintings for the frames, and then the vet took the painting out of the dumpster. Which has like dogs. a weird, uh, like birds anesthetic. Like I said, yeah, birds don't like it though. Dogs do, but birds don't like it. Yeah. I'll bet you a name played that doctor. Um, actually, like I, Rob Corddry or something. Well, no, he's he's a, a pretty well known character actor. I've seen him in a bunch of different sitcoms. Okay. But I, I can't think for the life of me think of his name. It's like good looking older black gentleman who could be a professional. You know what I mean? So Ron Glass or Giancarlo Espinosa. Don't know his name. Right. But like I said, I've seen him on a lot of really good different sitcoms. So <laughs> yesterday on trivia, thank you, Aisha Taylor. Tyler, sorry, Tyler. I actually knew that Helvetica was the font they were trying to refer to. How is that they saw Aisha Tyler? She was talking about the only universal fonts when she actually worked in tech. So when she uh, yeah, website she's set a lot up, of web design. Like mm -hmm. I said, when she got her website set up, that was about the only strong opinion she had was that it needed to be in Helvetica or Helvetica Lite. Which, as a web designer, I don't understand because... Honey, this was probably like a thousand years ago. Yeah, because she worked for, like, what, Nickelodeon, I think? I think this was during the, the like the talk soup era, but it might have been before that. Okay. But like I said, it was. I got that right. I did not realize that font was so old. Other weird notes. How old is it? I want to say they said fifteen hundreds, but I could be full of shit. Like really That's fucking old. That's not a punchline. That was it's a punchline. So old, you punched my phone. That was a. Phone punch. Phone line. <laughs> other weird, weird place, about, place. Said, other weird things about trivia last night which we won by the way I actually was able to identify a really old picture of the rapper Nelly with or without the bandaid oh without this oh. was like really old like he, he wasn't wearing a bandana and had a hairstyle going on huh yeah I'm like well look at the eyebrows and the nose I'm pretty sure that's Nelly thank you where my air internet. force ones like I said, thank you, TV and Internet. You've ruined my brain. I actually... I, I had Air Force One as a uh, example of uh, poetry and pop culture. Oh, honey. Oh, no, I didn't do it. My teacher did. Oh, honey. And then I ended up breaking down a uh, Jets Brazil song. Yeah, that sounds like you. Yeah. It was like, find a song and break it down via the tenements of... Uh, like, you know, like at the beginning of a Dead Poets Society where they're like, these are the rules of a poem, blah, 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 blah. Like, we had to do that with song lyrics, and I, of I course, had, picked Just Brazil, which no, I had a coworker, really easy. Like I said, considering... I had a co-worker that had that same assignment, and she had done a Depeche Mode song. She was describing one of her uh, classmates as being a giant kick-ass because they did that till we didn't start the fire and went into great detail. Yeah. Yeah. Great detail. It's like an hour and a half. Like that's oh, no. the history of the world via Billy Joel. Exactly. And classmate, giant kiss ass. Fuck. Yeah. See, now you're thinking about it. Well, I don't remember the words that well. I mean, it's JFK blown away. What else do I have to say? We didn't start the fire. Yeah, it's fucking. It's always burning since the earth's been turned. End of the world. As I. It's the end of the world as we know it, but, you know. Yeah. 
you not remember that episode of Family Guy? No. When Peter has a stroke and he's singing along to the end of the world as he know it no. on the radio, but half of his face is dead. But I did watch the episode where uh, Brian uh, fucks uh, Sea Biscuit last night. Sea Breeze. Sea Breeze. Feel those genitals. You can roast a marshmallow on those. On yeah. Go ahead, feel it. Poor Brian. Which, by the way, that <laughs> the entire episode implies that Ted Turner's a dog fucker. Alleged yeah. dog fucker. There you go. There you go. I said it implies at the very beginning. But yeah, like, I was like, huh. And that was one of the, that's in the first couple seasons. I'm pretty sure that Bill Gates actually does have the flashlight where if he puts, like, the Windows, like, logo in the air, a helicopter comes. Well, I'm after, pretty sure that happens. Not after Vista. They revoked it after Vista. Uh, seven and eight are pretty, you know, decent, depending Vista. on... Vista. I'm I stopped using it after, uh, I stopped using it, uh, at M-E. Which is funny, because I'm looking over at the media laptop I have over there, and it's got a little Windows screensaver on it. Oh, and now it's dead. <laughs> What's death. a quarter? Moving on. Well, that's not my line, that's your line. So you finally started listing collected tales to Drist. Yes, I did. Right now, Dan Harmon is reading me a story. His story's very long. Um, comparably to Felicia Day's story, which I really liked, First Notch. Yeah, no. Um, I It sets up, uh, it, it sets up the, uh, what is it, the, the, the family of Battlehammer and, uh, well, Bo- Boromir? Boromir? Boromir. Yeah. No. That, Boromir. I think Boromir. Boromir. Because Boromir is, uh... Um, yeah, Boromir. Is, uh, what's his name from, uh, Lord of the Rings? I'm sorry. The cat's Viggo giving Mortison me, like, life. a weird eye here. Here we go. Sorry, the cat had been sitting in an odd place giving me the eye for like 20 minutes. Anyways. So yeah, I'm just getting into it. Um, I took a break from listening to a D&D podcast, listening mm-hmm. to a D&D book. Realized the only difference is the sound of dice rolling. <laughs> Which, by the way, while listening to Legends of Drist, I can actually hear the dice rolling in my head. Because I'm like, that's a critical hit. That's a miss, that's a miss, that's a miss, that's a critical hit. That's damage. That whatever it is, I can hear it in my head. When he starts talking about the guy's dual scimitars, and uh, that he scimitars. has the hearts. What? Scimitars. 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 What's a scimitar? Chameleon. <laughs> Everyone has gaps of knowledge. It's chameleon, Ted. Chameleon. Dear Ted, it's pronounced encyclopedia, not, not encyclopedia. encyclopedia. When, when you, you say, say that, encyclopedia, you sound like, like a douche. And I mean douche, not douche. Um, <laughs> in unison, in stereo, if you will. Um, but no, when he, like, you know, gets the swords out and he goes, oh, this one's glowing with this and that one's glowing with that. And I'm like, okay, that's Frostbrand metal and that's this <laughs> metal. And he's a dark elf, which makes you think of Malekith from uh, Thor Like two. I said, you've actually gotten into your, your first story really about Drist. The dark drama. Well, they had to set up uh, the, the, the kind of the, the king of Battlehammer. Uh, when you get to the end, you'll see it is a very wide, over-scoping can collection. I, Go ahead. Can I ask? Patton doesn't do a, no. a story. No. Which is really weird because he... He might have just been too busy. Doing Bojack Horseman. Among other things. I mean, he writes, he does script doctoring, he does... This is one where I think he would... 
I think if you would have been, had been approached, I'd like to think you would have made the time on it. It might have been also one of those things where he talks about podcasts he's never done because people never asked. Because people were too intimidated to ask him. I can see that being a thing. Well, and Hardwick talks about that, where he talks about like not wanting to be a bother to people. Yeah, no, like I said, it, 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 I mean, frankly, I mean, he's a husband and father. He had dad duties. Duties. It's a big duty. <sighs> he had his sweatpants on and his flippy flops. I was doing Wreck-It Ralph. What were you doing? Oh, I was talking about him and Pat Oswald talking about doing his daddy errands. Go oh, with the magazines. No, that's different. It's I was, no, I was car to... not ticket. <laughs> Do not want this. <laughs> I was actually more thinking of him like, being at the was grocery store. Him being at the grocery store and seeing the guy at the deli. I want all the ham. Yeah. My, my thing with him in the grocery store is him going... So basically, I heard Toto in the frozen food section. That is a suicide note. <laughs> Ow. Oh, I think I just inhaled some Red Bull. Oh, that hurt. Yes. He killed himself. Yeah, why wouldn't he? This is the suicide note. He's looking at Lean Cuisines, and he goes, I have to, like, open the package and stir it? What am I, Emerald? I think of that whenever I see Lean Cuisines. And I look at, like, what I'm going to make in the microwave. Because I am very microwave. Like, I am processed food man. I really wish you wouldn't be. It preserves. It preserves. Which is funny, since I'm, like, organic from that scratch girl. So. Yeah, no, you're from Portlandia, and I'm from Workaholics. It's all right. Never call me from Portlandia ever again. Unless you're referring to Fred Armiston doing his Prince impression. Put a bird on him. Fuck you. Put a bird on it. Oh, man, River! Cacao! 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 Anyway, so, dress. Can we cacao, cacao? We can if you want. No, that was from the show. Teasing. Anyways. So, Drist, I'm, I'm excited yeah. for you to get to the end, because the last story read is by David Duchovny. My God, that man has a soothing voice. At the end of it, he's fucking the microphone. Oh, poor David Duchovny. Anyways, but like I said, very soothing. Ice-T story is actually really interesting and very well read, but you can actually hear him thinking to enunciate all of the syllables when he reads. They, yeah, and the, the intro by R.L. Salvatore uh, talks about how he mm-hmm. had heard... Like Bob Salvatore? Dude, I know when he said that, I was like, that just ruined the magic. Because R.L. Salvatore, I'm like, I know him. He's, he's right there with uh, Terry Goodkind and Terry Brooks. Um, I've never read any of his other stuff. I'm going to now. Earl Salvatore? Yeah. Um, I've played I've played two of his scenarios. Like I said, I've never read any of his other stuff, but I'm going to now just because I really enjoyed this collection. But anyway, sorry, um, the opening when he's talking about... Hold on, I'm trying to think of what scenarios I was... What character I was. Oh, I was, I was Logar. The, the, the Minotaur. The racist Minotaur. <laughs> the racist sadomasochist... Minotaur. So, like I said, no, he's talking in the opening about reading a blog by Ice T. No, it's hearing about it, which was the nerdist, actually. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, he had heard that uh, Ice T was struggling with, quote, all them motherfuckers talk like Yoda. Uh, I believe was, was the quote from the nerdist, and that's how Salvatore found out about which is the adaptation to audiobook. 
Like I said, which is interesting because in Ice T's story, he only has to voice two characters and then plot. And it's one of them yeah, is I'm a twist, and another one of them is an elf. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Felicia Day's accents. No, no. I fucking loathe her dwarf accents. You sound yeah. like an asshole. Yeah, sorry. That and you don't like cereal milk. Love you to death. I will watch the guild till I die. But please fucking deal breakers. Please don't read. No, please don't read me another story. Well, if she didn't have to do voices, it would have been fine. Yes. Because it's Felicia well, Day. She I mean, didn't it's... have to do voices. That was a choice. And she could do voices, just not accents. God, I just like the opening of that when she does the first, you know, like slay. Everyone's accent. Cockney. Everyone's Cockney. It's it's not good. Have you have you listened to Danny Pudi yet? No, I'm literally listening to him in order. I'm on the second one. I'm on on Dan Harmon's. It's enjoyable. Uh, I, I it just was revealed that uh that Drist saved the farmer slave. No the door. The goblin, huh? No door. It's not no door. Yes, it is. Is it no door? No door. I just re-listened to it recently. Okay. You haven't gotten to the end of that story yet, have you? Yep. We're going to move on. So, Seeker, Season 1! Speaking of swords and sorcery, I finished Legend of the Seeker Season 1. This was recommended by our friend and non-listener, Alicia. And, I don't uh, think we've ever actually told them to subscribe and listen, but still. We've only been doing this for over a year. Um, it's come up that we do a yeah, but I mean, they don't listen to podcasts, so. Um, but, yeah, this was a show that was recommended to her, uh, uh, from her to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an uneven trade. She did not watch what I recommended. Which was? 2005 re, uh, of Doctor Who. She just hasn't gotten to it yet. No, I know. Oh, she won't get to it. We've talked about it. Well, she and I have talked about it. Not We've talked about it on air. We have not. Well, also, you know... The seven seasons of Gilmore Girls are coming out on Netflix on October 1st, so... They have my DVD. Two, two different sets. Yeah, but we have a date to go over there and get wasted and watch Gilmore Girls. A bunch. So, we're not going to be watching Doctor Who. Well, you're all cunts and you should watch Doctor Who. Um, tell them not to listen to that this episode. <laughs> um, I got to the end of the first season. Uh, this was speaking of fantasy writers. Like I said, this is based on uh, Terry Goodkind uh, series of books, mm-hmm. The Sword of Truth series of books. Um, how many times can I say series of books like Pooh Gas in uh, Future, Freak- uh, Freakazoid? Instead of Future, I want to go down in the series. Uh, don't uh, down in the sewer. It smells, it smells like, like Pooh Gas. gas. <laughs> how many times are going to say Pooh Gas in this episode? Um, Such an odd word choice, too. You know, it was one of those, I kind of begrudgingly started watching it. You and I talked a little bit off air about... I made you begrudgingly watch lots of things that you ended up loving. Yes, which is why I plowed through the first half of... Well, I'd say the first half. I mean, you and I talked off air last week that I had kind of a, oh shit, like shit just got real moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was one of those where I was like, wow, like, it finally took me two-thirds through the season to be emotionally attached to these characters, to go, oh, like, oh, that's happening. Um, 
I thought it was a bit of a rushed and lackluster finale for the first season. You think? Uh, yes. Um, but I want to jump to the, literally the last scene in the finale before I deconstruct it. It ends with, you can tell they didn't know they were... They weren't sure if they were going to get a second, second season. season. Yeah. Because it's it's all of them, like, on a sun-drenched, like, cliff going, well, we'll stand up against evil when it arises. And you're like, okay. Deb, how well do you remember the season finale? Not that well. Well, it involves time travel. What? Did that just click or no? They put a sci-fi element into it where... The Seeker is shoved 60 years into the future. Where Roland Dark's male confessor's son, the Master, uh, now rules sorry, I'm sorry. the world. You can't say the Master and expect me not to laugh. You have you have fruit punch face. What? You have fruit punch face. Where? No, the Master. It's a joke, honey. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Got it. Um... I was more thinking of Doctor Who the Master, but yes, I got Buffy the Master with the yeah. Flash. A lot yeah. of Masters. Um, Crazy. Uh, Pantera reference, maybe? Anyway. Um, Master. No, that's Yes, Metallica. I know that's Metallica. Um, <laughs> let's go down and talk about Master songs by, uh, you know, metal bands. Um, Pantera was, I serve too many fucking Masters. It was, uh, Good friend on a bottle of pills. It's a great song off a great album, Far Beyond Driven. But anyway, um, so he, he, the Seeker is shoved. I just segued flawlessly from Pantera to Legend of the Seeker. Um, Not as flawlessly as you think. No, I know. Um, but I'm going to say flawlessly regardless. Hmm. So he jumps 60 uh, years into the future. He they he has a Mord Sith, and he's like, "Look what this is rot. How can you stand with Lord Rawl if you know this is going to happen?" And literally the whole episode, I'm just going, you're going to have to kill Dark and Raw at the end of this, man. Like, do you really want to eat up the episode on the time travel story? Which I'm pretty sure is what happened in the writer's room, where one guy was like, yeah, and they go to the 60 years, and this is happening, and this is why milk confessors are bad, and I'm doing typewriter hands. And then, like, someone was, like, kind of tapping on the show, went, dude, this is the season finale. Like, we got to kill this guy. And he goes... I can do that in two pages. And dead. It seemed rushed. Because the Seeker comes back from the future. Weird. No, no, no. He has to come back from the future because there is one main reason to watch that show. And if you're 60 years in the future, he's fucking dead. Uh, actually, he dies 60 years before that. He actually... It's the, the Zed, the wizard, the reason to watch it actually dies in the opening scene. So... Are you going to watch season two? Yeah, I will. Begrudgingly? A bit. I, I know the premise because I'm aware of the, the, the Stone of Tears storyline. Um, and that the Keeper, there's, there's a, kind of the Keeper of the Underworld, the Anubis of this world. Or the Hades, if you will. But, um... I said Cerberus, but okay. Cerberus is just... The gatekeeper to the underworld. His master is Hades. Keeper of the underworld. Gatekeeper of the underworld. Never mind. Anyways, sorry. No, no, no. But I'm talking like the king of the underworld. Okay, there we go. You yeah, said keeper. Hades. What in the fucking show they say keeper, and I assume that means some kind of 
regal status as opposed to a three-headed uh, dog with two snakes for a tail. Or an aardvark. Or an aardvark. If you're a fucking nerd. Sorry, I just had a Venture Brothers moment. Um, he goes to see the master and he's Cerberus and he's like, see what I'm doing? I'm talking to you while I'm looking at my this, balls. This feels amazing, but I can taste my own balls. <laughs> fucking John Benjamin. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> and the, the finale seemed rushed with Dark and Raw just like stabbing the boxes of Orden with like the sword and then bursting into green flames and then dying and you're like the secret didn't fucking do anything you're right it does seem rushed like now that you're remembering it doesn't it seem like you're it's like one of those things like and then this and this and this and it's like dude you and need then to it ends. the fuck up you know what I mean it seems like there wasn't enough of if they would have had one more episode to like have kind of like the sword versus sword like Dark and Raw secret yeah. thing. Yeah. And to explore the whole, like, well, he has to, like, put together the boxes of Orden, but then be confessed so that it tempers each other. Like, that could have been a whole episode. It wasn't. He pulled a fucking Marty McFly, went back, got the almanac, and then the fucking Dark and Raw stabbed the almanac and burst in the green flames, and that was the end. And Leah Thompson doesn't have a bad boob job. The end. Well, in the in the in the second Back to the Future, she has a really bad plastic surgery. So. Or good, about, according no, to Beth. Let's Biff. talk about Leah Thompson for a second. <laughs> I love Caroline in the City. No, That's this is not completely true. different. So we're about to start the fall TV season. Mm-hmm. Um, the actress who was the mother on How I Met Your Mother, whose name is escaping me. Van- uh, Vanessa something. I don't know. She's starring in a new sitcom called A to Z. Sure. Which actually gets its voiceovers by Katie Siegel. Leela. Yes. Or Pig Bundy. Or that chick that was raped by Henry Rollins. Oh, honey. No. No. She's Can so we get a moratorium on the Oh, Honey thing? No. But it's not a good show. Like, they have... It, you know how sometimes a show doesn't live up to its talent? You know, like, undateable? Sure. This is one of those shows where they have great talent. It's not Bad a good execution. show. However, Leah Thompson does a couple cameos in the pilot episode because the main male character is obsessed with the documentary from Back to the Future where Steven Spielberg plays the joke on everyone where he's like, oh, hoverboards have been around for years. Parents just won't let them get released. And he totally believes that hoverboards are real. And he runs into Leah Thompson at a Back to the Future trilogy where she's doing a Q&A at a theater. And she Guess tells what him, else would she be doing? Yeah, pretty much. And she's like, no, that was a lie. And then they have an end scene with her in her apartment flying around on a fucking hoverboard. hoverboard. Actually, that's not a bad payoff. I like that. If you watch the entire episode, you know why I'm annoyed. Uh, the show doesn't I haven't, and I won't. Don't. Like I said, the show doesn't live up to its talent. Well, in my brain, uh, she kind of has the Tom Hanks thing where she's the same character and everything, so I just assume she's dead. So unless she's a ghost in this show, I'm not going to fucking watch it. Aww. Don't watch it. It's not good. Unless she's a ghost, then I'm going to watch it. Aw, honey, she's only in the first episode, I'm sure, but... Yeah, it was... uh, Or she's an alien. Apparently I watch shows where dead wives are aliens. 
How I Met Your Alien Mother. Aww. Which is weird because that didn't imply all of his three kids are half alien. Okay, I'm not going to get into it. Yeah. Oh my god. No. You want to talk about the screen? Sort of. <laughs> I want to talk about... Once again, you're going to have to correct me if I mispronounce it. Uh, though he... It did get mispronounced in the show by a judge, and the guy goes, As you will, Your Honor. So I'm hoping I have, like, that kind of judge privilege where I can fuck up Starankian? Starankian's name? I think it's Starankian, but I'm not name. positive. Because, like I said, I read the books, so... It's how I pronounced it in my head. He is almost unrecognizable to me uh, with the giant, weird chin goatee. Right? And I'm looking at him, but I'm watching the string, and I'm going... Fucker looks familiar. Where the fuck do I know him from? So, of course... IMDb. Yep, because IMDN. So, do you know what he's from? Hmm. Or the fact that he's popped up in about a bajillion things I've fucking seen? If you take away the hat and the goatee, all of a sudden you realize, holy fuck... He was the groundskeeper slash custodian in Harry Potter. Hagrid? No, he was the keeper of beasts. The actual, the, like, custodian guy. The one that had the broom that... Oh, um... Yeah, 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 yeah. Snitch. No. Um, fuck, I can't think of the goddamn guy's name. No, not Snitch. God, what is he? He, uh, but he ends up, he ends up siding with the, the, that crazy happy bitch for a while. Like I said, and he's a squib, and he has the cat that... Yeah, 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 yeah. God, what the fuck was the character's name? I, uh, it's... He's been in everything. He's like, yeah, he's like the groundskeeper Willie of fucking Harry Potter, but right? I mean, that actor has been in a lot. Oh, wait he's for it. So he was in Hot Fuzz. That's right, he was one of the... He was the, he was the farmer with all the guns and the, and the landmine that no one could understand except for that other guy. Like I said, he's, he's been in everything. I was like, fucking Hot Fuzz and Harry Potter. But I mean, he's had bit parts on so many different roles. Oh, he's, he's been in a ton of shit. But it was one of those, the minute I like saw it, I was like, when I saw a picture of him like without any kind of makeup or prosthetics, I was like, holy fuck, you're in so much I've seen. Is there anything else you'd like to say about the strain? Yeah, they released what the master looks like, and it's very Nosferatu, and uh, we'll see where it goes. Well, that's how it's described in the books. Yeah, I mean, they just... Uh, what is, what's his name? Uh, Eichhardt? Mm -hmm. the, the German? The German. The German. Is that... Is that Venture Brothers? Snitch. What is that? Snatch. Oh. Yes, Tommy. The German. The German. Um, why Brad Pitt didn't get at least an Oscar nod for Best Supporting on that one, I, I have no idea. But... Because um, he was great as Mickey, but um, yeah, I once again they've they've posited so many kind of loose ends that I'm kind of like, okay, let's see where this goes and that goes, and you're starting to see Ephraim come up against Vasily, and you're going, okay, how's this going to play out for a group dynamic? And once again, it, it is very much not. You also realize that Ephraim's kind of a giant dick. Just ask Nora, right? He's <laughs> a tall, skinny dude. Um, Are you still ticked about that? You have no fucking clue. Are you... Really? Really? I wouldn't say ticked, but I would say permanently sexually scarred. Yeah. <sighs> I 
But, uh, yeah, the fact that it, 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 much like Walking Dead, it's kind of stopped, almost stopped being about them going, well, we have to present, prevent this disease, da, 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 and now it's gotten to be like, what are the group dynamics in terms of survival? Which is the reason to watch Walking Dead. It, it's not about the zombies. It's about Rick losing his goddamn mind and if Carl's in the house or not, and um, he never is. And, uh, you know, and the psychology behind this, like, the, the survival instincts. We've talked about this many times before, where Rick, in the early episodes, I mean, the early issues of the comic, plainly states that they're the Walking Dead, not the zombies. Well, he's the one that also knows very early on that they all have the virus in them. Like I said, that you're going to come back. Yeah. Which is really disturbing in the comics when he goes back and then digs up the grave. And, of Shane, and yeah. And kills him again. Because he realizes that was a yeah. great scene. Uh, and, I, and I do like how they tweak that in, in the show where it's, it's Carl. I'm sorry. Carl! I believe that's how it's pronounced by everyone at this point. Carl! Have you seen, by the way, that, um, the Ooh, epic rap battles of history? Did I show you a that? A few of them, some. Why? Did I show you Walter White versus, uh, Rick Grimes? No! Oh, you and I, okay. I'll, we're going watch I'll, that I'll, when we're done. Yeah, yeah. Make a note so we don't forget. Because we will. Um... Rap battle. All right. So, I've been watching a bunch of shit on the Netflix because, well, frankly, I get bored. So I've been re-watching New Girl. I'm actually it's really just... surprised at how clever it is. Sometimes. But it's actually really clever. For is it really? Part. Yeah, no, it's actually very funny. I couldn't get past... I don't get, get Zoe Deschanel. She's not the reason to watch. Max Greenberg is the reason to watch. Smitty? Smith? Is that the Frankenstein guy from, um... He's the deputy from, uh, Veronica Mars. No, but what did he play the Frankenstein guy on? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, fuck. Anyways, but, Keep um, talking. There's a part where he's sleeping with this older woman, and he can't get her to finish. So he I've goes, seen that one. Yeah, he goes to see their gay gynecologist friend to get some advice. And the whole way he describes everything that he does to the vagina is the most hilarious thing I've ever fucking seen. I'll make you watch the clip later. However, what I was making you watch before we started recording was a clip of Ron Funches wearing a trench coat and briefs. And that's it. And singing, singing Wham. And Aerosmith. At the very end, yeah. But it, it, was, it was one of those... I was so not expecting it. And they're like, what's Did the worst thing Did you know that he's happened? a Virgo? Not Ron Funches. Uh, Max Greenberg? Yeah, apparently that's on his IMDb pages that he's a Virgo. Okay, so he was born in September? Or uh, late August? Uh, September 4th, 1980. Oh, I'm only a couple months old, uh, younger than him. That makes me feel horrible. Yeah, especially since he has perfect abs. And a full head of hair, and a killer smile, and... Well, you know, let's just not talk about it. Anyways, what Frankenstein thing were you trying to think about? Uh, it's on NTSF SDSUV. Ah. No he plays, yeah, he plays the Frankenstein character, or the Frankenstein's monster character in a Frankenstein's monster Twilight-esque movie, where he's like, you made my heart beat again, or whatever, but all the directors keep dying, and uh, I can't remember the why, but I was like, no, 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 he was totally like a Frankenstein's monster character, and I was like, oh yeah, it's in NTSFS. 
DSUV. The show that gave us the phrase hand jibber. Hand jibber. How much for a hand jibber? That was the one with where they do the AI version with the, the robot the uh, uh, robot uh, uh, partner. It's <laughs> great. He goes, I am not a sex bot. All right. He also was in the Veronica jibber. Mars movie. And before it was released... Yeah, he was uh, the, the deputy, wasn't yeah. he? Or he was the... He was the deputy again. He was enthralled by her wiles and pizza. Anyhow, before they actually released the movie, he had publicly stated that he would absolutely 100% appear in the Veronica Mars movie only if they let him pay for his own travel and lodging. Great. Like, well, because it was a Kickstarter. Like I said, yeah, like I said, he's awesome. Well, he's making TV money. Well, it's just one of those things where it's, it's nice to know that he doesn't have a giant, fat fucking head. You know what I mean? He's it's got like, a big head, but, yeah, but not... His ego can emotionally. fit through a door. Yes. I think. Excuse me? I don't know. I've also been watching some Raising Hope. Which I've never seen. You really should. Mostly, like, the big... I'm going to have to handpick a few episodes for you, because the payoff is that the lead character... Well, it's not a payoff, but it's a payoff for me. Was totally way into death metal when he was a teenager. So whenever they do flashbacks, he's all painted up, and his hair is hilarious, and he's got all the, the vinyl and metal. Is it J.K. Simmons? It's not J.K. Oh. Simmons. Is it Ricky Lindholm? Ricky Lindholm is not in this show. However, Kate Micucci is a reoccurring character, and she's awesome. No, then what is... Ricky Lindholm on. She's on something. Other than Garfunkel Notes. All I can think is Hell Baby. I'm sure it's she's... so weird seeing her naked. She must have used a lot of silk tanner. Well, I know she went on a diet for like eight months because well, she talks about it on DLM. Like I said, her body looks fantastic. It's just like I said, she looks like she either tanned Yeah, it's body, the I'm going to be on film nude diet. That's motivation. <laughs> a lot of self tanner. Al Pacino technique. So we've talked about it before, how much I love Chromecast. How much Hulu Plus really needs to get their shit together. This week, Chromecast, and I don't know if it's just Netflix, because I honestly haven't tried it with Hulu Plus yet, fixed their autoplay. Thank you. Now I don't actually have to do anything, and I can sit and watch episode after episode without moving. Great. so bad. The first half of that sentence, I don't understand what all those words mean, and put in that order. Um, Chromecast. You know what that is. I'm aware of it. Some kind of USB, Bluetooth, uh, cross-compatibility, cross-platform, something or other. I can watch all of my shows on my TV from my phone. Mm -hmm. They didn't have the autoplay on that. Like Netflix, you know, you don't have to do anything and it just automatically plays the next episode. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It finally updated, so now it does that. Nice. Which means that I'm never going to move ever again. Which means you're going to look like Brian from that episode of Family Guy I watched last night, where it's I was like... more thinking of when Peter lost his job at the toy factory for the first time, and they have to move him with the forklift. I was thinking of when Brian's eating the bonbons after he gets neutered. He's like, I love chocolate, but mean? it makes me fat, but I love it. And he's got like the bonbons setting on his weird fucking tits. All I can think now is B-word fat by Pat Nolan. Oh. I pop a little oh, yeah, beautiful bubble for her birthday. Yeah, B word fat. It's it's a thing. That's a thing. B word fat. Oh. No. No, 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 not B word fat. No. 
Mr. Superman has Mr. Help. Mr. Superman not we here. We need more linen page. We need more. Sorry, I had... Oh, actually, we can talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Deb has new robot legs. Well, leggings. I didn't mean to kick that, sorry. New shoes. Not used to them yet. New shoes. New, new shoes. shoes. Did we both just start doing the boondocks? Actually, I, I was going to say, were you referencing boondocks? I was, Did actually. you know that most African-American on African-American crime is based on sneakers? Because it's that one where, like, they step on his new shoes and they're like, did you know most black on black crime starts with new sneakers? Aww. But yeah, um... It's in the new shoe song. So I got a new pair of robot leggings, although they're mostly, like, Iron Man armor leggings and anything else. Yeah. So... That's where Jarvis would take it off and you would go, this is not the weirdest thing you've ever caught me doing. Yeah, pretty much. But... I and got no Iron these. Man 4, he said, by the like way. Like I said, and they were a gift from Dave. I got them, and I immediately put them on. And I turned to the non-turn, and I'm like, is it weird that I now have two different pairs of robot leg leggings? Well, one is biomechanical. That's not considered robot. But he's like, That's what? cyborg at best. Like I said, he's not. He's like, it's not weird. You only have two. You don't have 20. And my immediate response was, oh my god, I wish I had 20. I think I have a problem. It's a sickness, Deb. It's a sickness. I'm addicted to robot leggings. I seen them. You ever suck dick for robot leggings? <laughs> oh God, don't answer I'm that. I'm so sad that we don't. I was gonna say that we don't have to end right there because that would have been a good end to the episode. You ever suck dick, dick for, for robot leggings? I seen them. So, um, it has been announced that CW and TNT are doing a collaboration to bring Titans to TNT. Well, they're bringing the team, the, the, do you have something else you can talk about until I'm closer to the mic? I can talk about this for a few minutes. Sure. So, I'm waiting to see how Flash shakes out. I'm okay with the Flash right now, but I've only watched the pilot. I kind of want to see how they build the season. They did great on doing Arrow Dark and Broody on network TV. I want to see how they do Teen Titans Dark and Broody on, you know, cable TV. I'm interested. I think it could be really good, but I also think it could be really terrible if they just don't get it right. You know what I mean? I do. Um, I'm trying to think of the other character. Well, I mean, I want to see it. In. I was I... a huge fan of Young Justice. I really loved it. I think it's going to be in the same I'm really, vein as Young Justice. I'm really hoping they're going to do the episode where Miss Mars is hooking up with Superboy in the form of... I was going to say in the form of Black Canary. That was weird. You remember that from Young Justice, don't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I loved that. Oh, it gets it, darker that second season where he's like, you've been inside my mind. How did you not think I wouldn't, un- like, remember your touch, like, in my brain? And you're like, dude, you did all sorts of weird freaky alien shit in bed. But, I mean, I, I, I would like to see them pursue that a little bit more in more detail and in depth. Well, I don't think they're going to have, for legal reasons, I, I, I'm not sure... They're necessarily gonna have. I know they're gonna have Dick Grayson mm-hmm. um, as Nightwing. He will not be Robin. Well, yeah, because Dick Grayson was never in Teen Titans. Yeah, he was. He was Robin. I thought it was the other Robin. Tim Drake. Yeah. Um. Actually, I'll. Did you just take a picture? No, I just closed my phone. Okay. Um. No, Dick Grayson Robin was one of the founding members of the original Titans with. I was, I was wondering, was... With Speedy, uh, uh, you know. 
uh, Roy Harper, uh, Wonder Girl, uh, the uh, original Wonder Girl, Donna Troy, um, Aqualad, Garth, I, I believe, I don't think he had a last name, um, who am I forgetting in there? Raven, maybe, would have been one of the originals? Um, but yeah, it was, they it didn't was, have Superboy till later, did they? No. Because at the time, Superboy was flashbacks to Superman. I was gonna say, and then they, uh, I was gonna say they didn't have Artemis until much later. So no, no, yeah. Artemis, was Artemis was way, way later. later. Um, and so was Miss Martian. Uh, original comic book, I'm trying to see who the fuck is in this. Yeah, yeah, Dick Grayson. God damn it. I'm trying to think of who, uh, there we go, set to a few. Um, traditional members like Pose above problems. I can't remember who. You know what makes for Oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're going to have, um, I'm sorry, they're going to have Dick Grayson, they're going to have, oh, so Nightwing, Starfire, uh, who you'd remember from that Teen Titans X-Men parody cover. Remember that, the Teen Titans, um, Days of Future Past parody? We're just a slut. Um, you're going to have uh, Nightwing, Starfire, and Raven to begin with. So you have people that really aren't established in... Once again, not that the Teen Titans are necessarily B-list heroes, but you're not going to really know... I mean, they're B-plot heroes, and you know that. I don't like to think of Nightwing as such, but then again, Iron Man was a fucking C-lister before fucking Robert Downey Jr. So, um... I'm half Iron Man right now. Really? I am Iron Man? That's what you got? You know, if they made Deadpool leggings, I'd wear the crap out of those. If they made Deadpool leggings, I would wear them, and they'd be Meggings. Are we going to talk about how we learned Meggings today? Oh, yes, because we need to talk about hips, uh, 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 and Hipstum. But anyway, uh, my point is that, um, bringing the Teen Titans in, um, I think if you went darker dramatically, that'd be great. Um, doing kind of the, the Young Justice vibe that you got from the first season, and like I said, the second season of Young Justice goes significantly well, I darker. I watched the second season. I know, I know, I, I know. No, because no, I just need you to explain it to me. Why it went darker? No, no, I need to know who this and this and this is and why this is happening. I just don't have the knowledge base I need to watch season two. Because even in the Oprah, I'm like, who's that? What's happening? In season two? Of Young Justice. Yeah, because it jumps ahead five years. Yeah, exactly. Years. Like I said, I And all of a sudden, there's fucking Nightwing and then there's a different... There's uh, 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 Tim Drake Robin. Like I said... You're I... like, what the fuck? They don't even talk about Jason Todd. Like I said, I, I need you to explain <laughs> season two to me. But Teen Titans TNT. I think if they went dark. T T T N T. T. They no drama. Boom. Boom. Um. <laughs> characters unwelcome apparently. Um. Because that's USA. Isn't that USA? Yeah. yeah. Um. That's why they're unwelcome at TNT. Because <laughs> they no drama, but not characters. But they didn't do the wire, so fuck it. Um. If you did the Teen Titans as dark and dramatic like the second season of Young Justice, I think it could work. I think they have to be careful on who you're going to have on, because you can't have Arsenal, or Speedy, or whatever. You can't have Roy Harper. Um, I'm not sure the legalities of Miss Martian. Um, Well, what would be the legal problem? That you're going to have, you could feasibly have Martian Manhunter in Donna Justice. You have a point. No. I mean, you're literally losing half your fucking team in legalities with... I, 
is James Cameron still going to do Aquaman after the Entourage movie? <laughs> Starring Adrian Brody and Mandy Moore? Uh, his name was Adrian Chase. I... And or Mark Wahlberg, depending on how you want to look at it. I don't want to like that show, but I love that fucking show. Honorage, really? Yes. Are you excited for the movie? I'm not. I'm interested for hey the guys, movie. Hey guys, I found other people. I totally forgot to put this on the list. I finally watched... Hey guys, I found Turtle. I think it might be a Transformer. I think it might be a... Tra- it's a wicked ass. It's a wicked big robot. I finally watched I Know That Voice, the documentary. How is that? Really good. However, the that was Joe DiMaggio produced, right? Yeah, it's really good. He's really thin in it, actually. Like he either, He's lost a lot of weight. Like I said, he lost a lot of weight. Because he got like his max weight like tattooed on his wrist as like, a reminder of, like, don't ever get this fat again. Like I said, no, it's really good. But the reason that reminded me is Kevin Conroy, who plays his manager in Entourage, actually does a small interview on that about voice acting in Hollywood. Which, Kevin Conroy, the people's Batman, uh, was the first time you ever actually saw Batman and Bruce Wayne having different voices. Well, before you're Christian so Bale. he tells a great story in I Know That Voice. Kevin Conroy? Yes. Where he's talking about the week after 9-11 volunteering and making all these meals. And someone recognizes him. And the guy recognizing him, he's like, what do you do? He's like, well, I'm, I'm a voice actor. He's like, I know you, you're Batman. And he takes him out to, you know, the big... And he Place goes, or, I am vengeance. No, no. I am he's the like, knight. He's like, this guy's fucking, you know he's been making your meals as Batman. Bullshit! He goes, and he goes back and does the voice. He goes, I am Batman. I am vengeance. And the guy's like, no fucking way! Yeah. And yeah. It's, I'm sorry, that that's such a, a Batman and a New York story. I love that story. Yeah, that story was on uh, when Kevin Conroy was on uh, Fat Man on Batman. Um, really interestingly, if you listen to that, you, you hear a lot about uh, Kevin Conroy going... I loved playing off of Mark Hamill. Like, it's those really who really funny. did bring out the best slash worst in each other. Okay, and who's the guy that did the Joker after Mark Hamill? I can't think of his name. Black Gentleman, his name's totally... Oh, uh, Michael Richardson. And he's talking, Mark Hamill makes the joke when they're interviewing him this about how much he hates him because he got the Emmy nomination and Mark Hamill never did. For the Batman? For really? Joker. For Joker, yeah. Oh, Bullshit! Son of a bitch! Like he makes that joke in the documentary. Watch it. Like I, think I, enjoy I, it a great I, deal. I didn't like. I didn't like the Batman, uh, which was the animated series after the whole '90s Warner Brothers. I mean, it was all Warner Brothers, but after that whole. That's the Batman I remember. That's the Batman that I love. The Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill, yes. uh, 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 Ephraim Zembos Jr. died a couple weeks ago. The voice of Alfred. No. Yeah, no. He was on the memoriam on um, the the Emmys. Emmys? Is that right? Alfred's yeah. not allowed to die. Alfred's eternal. Well, it'll be Jeremy Irons in the next one. But it's just one of those things where it's like Alfred is old when he's a little kid. Just remember, Alfred almost outsmarted John McClane. I was actually more thinking of Alfred almost dying of McGregor's disease. Fucking McGregor's disease! Anyway. We should probably keep moving Oh, on. yeah, and his fucking goddamn password is fucking peg, or whatever it was. Bullshit. Bullshit. I'm doing that in that fucking LSD lizard voice. Not fucking once, bullshit. not never. Bullshit. So, corrections department. The internet told me I'm wrong. What do we have for this week? Um, not 
a lot. Well, you said we had some weird ones. We did have some weird ones. Robert Sean Leonard was from uh, Dead Poets Society and Falling Skies. Okay. Um, Natalie Zia. What? Uh, was, oh, yes, was from, this is weird. This is the, kind of the, one of the weirder ones. Um, she was Christineth in The Other Guys. We were talking about that last oh, week. Oh, Christineth. Yeah. When you come into my home, you get my wife's name right, Brett Gellman. Yeah. Um, she also plays Winona, the estranged ex-wife, Unjustified. Because oh, well. I know I'm looking at her going, I fucking know that face. I fucking know that face. Yeah. Um, and I'm an idiot because I said it while I was editing the episode where last week I went, you know that guy that plays the master in Doctor Who? And I went, immediately out loud, I went, John Sims, you idiot. It was John Sims yeah, that played the master. There's probably nothing worse than listening to your own voice and answering yourself correctly. Well, I mean, once again, you and I have had a long talk about the healthy disconnect that I have when I edit our episodes. I do not. That's you, why I don't yeah, like no, you cannot listen to our episodes. I hate the sound of my voice. Uh, especially when you talk like that. That's why I did. Oh my god. Oh, by the way, um, can I go? Can I? Get a quick social contract, or no? no I'll, I'll, I'll just remind me about the weird voice. Okay, I'm writing down weird voice. Yeah, great. Um, you have any mistakes I made this week? No, I did great at trivia. <laughs> High five. Didn't didn't fuck up a Tom Cruise movie once. And my addiction to trivia crack finally paid off with the Fleming penicillin Dude, question. Dude, are you fucking serious? That psychically happened two weeks ago. I realized that still it's crazy. crazy. Because when I go, oh, I have, like, weird mental powers, and I'm goes, and I go, yeah, I do. That's not going to translate well. Skin mistakes I made. I was doing a lot of weird psychic Kramer So movements. I've talked about my upstairs neighbors a lot. And I had the one neighbor that moved out, and I have a new neighbor now. And they're really, really quiet. And I, I never hear them. I call my the upstairs neighbor when it's arguing with my dick. That's awesome. High five. A disturbing pattern has emerged with my new upstairs neighbor. Apparently, Saturday morning is sex day. That's right, they woke me up again this morning. Just like last Saturday. With Dear neighbors. With the squeak of their bed frame. I'm I just don't want to hear it unless you're jerking them. Like I said, I just want to leave them a can of WD-40. I think they might have actually gotten the picture today because I woke up and I could hear them doing it and I screamed, the floors, wall, and ceiling are very thin. Hurry up and finish so I can go back to sleep. Which is what she said. They're great neighbors. I never hear them any other time. I hope I'm a good neighbor to them. I try but Saturday is fuck day. Saturday morning. Because it was like 6.30. Dude, watch fucking morning. cartoons and just get a fucking hand jibber during Thundercats. It's or, more just... Or, or it's what's, more what's, just what's on now? Swat Cats? Is that a thing? Yeah, I went old school. Like I said, it, it's just, I really, like I said, I don't want to be an asshole. And I get that, you know, you're in your apartment, it's your life, it's fine. Do you imagine getting a, getting a fucking hand jibber while fucking Crane from TMT is fucking talking? Where it's like, and you're like, I'm almost there, oh god, that giant brain just burped. You get really bad near the end of all of our episodes, and you're going to regret that sentence. Very shortly. You're making Jim Jeffries' face, and it's awesome. Social contract, asshole. Weird voice. All you, buddy. 
Dear girls at the DU train station. <laughs> Try really hard not to spit ginger ale across the mic. You're going to what's called the Ivy League of the West. A, you shouldn't ever have voices that just sound like a valley girl that you end every question, uh, every sentence in a question. That just makes me think of Brittany from Daria. Yeah. Uh, no, Quinn. Even no, no, Quinn. no, no, no. Brittany, when she's trying to coach Daria on how to read Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <coughs> You're a great hostess, Cupcake, right? Uh, yeah, Brittany, Say, the cheerleader. Well, you try and end every sentence in a question, it makes people feel more positive. They were literally talking about how she doesn't get science? I'm sorry, what? I don't know in what context this was. Okay, I get not understanding. Now, hold on. If you're taking junior level organic chemistry, sure, don't get it. No, that's... Believe me, I don't get it either. That's difficult. I, I, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, that's fine. But when you just say science, I think you might be a weird juggalo and not understand how magnets work. Or rainbows. That's prismatic light refraction. Uh, refraction. Or fog. You know, science explains everything and ruins the magic of it. Except for the female orgasm. That doesn't exist. Um, Social contract, asshole. Social contract, asshole. Dumb girls. Don't be one. Maybe you just, you know, shouldn't talk. If you're dumb, have the decency to be born a mute. Hodor. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!